0: This is D. Orlando Ludbetter of the Atlanta Journal Constitution here with the 81st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons who are coming off a crushing 41 17 defeat to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Falcons now must try to regroup and get ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who are coming off a bye week and will be playing on Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Here in the aftermath of that defeat, where the Falcons went cold in the second half and were outscored 28 to 7, we're going to look at a couple couple things here. Uh, one, can the Falcons attain their own standard? We uh, have they're not they're missing. They're not even coming close. to injuries or a factor. But they have to ask themselves and be truthful. It is Tell the Truth Monday. Do you have the people who can uh, get to your standard? They've uh, fallen woefully here five games into the season, and they got to turn it around or a dime before the season is lost. What was going on with the defense early? We saw uh, different starters out there. Arthur Blank spoke to Mark Bradley of the AJC after the game. We'll go over that. And another column that Mark wrote this morning, is there a way back from 1-4? and And then we'll touch on the offense's uh, performance against the Steelers, which was a little bit more disturbing to me. Um, Not... Because they, uh, you know, only scored 17, but they had a chance to take over. But we'll go into all that. Let's start with the defense, which, you know, we know they're replacing four starters on that side of the ball. Uh, And, uh, you know, they um, it's just not looking good. 163 points, the most in the league, followed by Oakland at 149, San Francisco at 146. Granted, this is before the Monday night game here, and the Saints are at 121. So, if they gave up 42 tonight to the Redskins, they can, you know, tie the Falcons for the most points in the league. But as of right now, the Falcons defense has given up the most points through five games in the league at 163. You know, when you give up five touchdowns in three straight games, which, you know, that has happened, uh, you know, you're going to be at the bottom of the league. Now, here's why they got to ask themselves today and the coaches and the GMs and, uh, you know, they got a bunch of scouts, can this, these Falcons attain the standard? They're not doing it. They're coming up woefully short, uh, game plan, scheme, whatever. You know, they can figure that part out. They, they're in there all day and night watching film. So, you know, if there's a solution, they'll come up with it just because of the sheer volume of work that they put into it. Now, you know, the Falcons are 31st in points, 32.6. Tampa Bay is the only team giving up more, 34.8 points. The Falcons are 28. Uh, uh, no, that's not points. Uh, here we go to total yards, 298.6. They're 28th in that. Now, their last and third down conversions, which we saw that was a problem against the Steelers, 9-12. The third and 13 with the game on the line. The game's still in question. You can't miss five tackles on a simple screen pass. That's just not good football. Now, the, four, the 42 penalties, they are uh, 29th in the league. Only two teams have more. 42, and we saw really just ridiculous penalties in this game, stuff that shouldn't be happening in the fifth game of the season, an illegal formation, a false start, uh, running into the kicker. Uh, and then the just really bad penalty by the rookie picking up and slamming the running back eight seconds after the play is over uh, you can't get frustrated out there uh, defense is giving up 121.4 yards rushing per game 25th and then passing 277.2 uh, 24th in the league now you know the Trufant got hurt. Oliver came in. He could play. You could see he can play. But then they found him on a touchdown pass right there, uh, you know, to to, uh, get their rally started, make it 20 to 10 there, uh, you know. And so uh, they got to really ask themselves, hey, do they have the players who can attain their standard? And at every chance we give them the opportunity to answer that question, they say yes. Uh, When the safeties went down, they didn't go outside the organization um, you know, KC's doing, you know, pretty good back there. They've got uh, – saw a little bit more Jordan Richards at strong safety. But uh, when you're giving up five touchdowns a game, you start out the game giving up two right off the bat, and then they slowed it down, did pretty good there for a while. And then, uh, uh, you know, then the uh, Steelers got rolling again. And, um, you know, then the, the collapsed special teams and offense came in and uh, the game got away from the Falcons. One other thing that uh, was kind of bizarre yesterday, I think we didn't ask Coach, so we're speculating. I'll make sure we do that today. But, you know, Steven Means and Brooks Reed started at end in your first round draft picks. Vic Beasley and Tack Reed were on the bench. I don't know if they were trying to save them or, um, you know, because they got tired late in games against the Bengals and the Saints. I don't know. But it looked like the only football reason would have been that they went with their base. Wanted to have a stouter run defense, uh, but I mean, I can play run defense. I don't get that, but I, I will try to get a, um, an explanation. We lost that in the shuffle yesterday uh, with, you know, so much going on with the 41-17 to 17 blowout, but we'll get you some answers. I asked Vic here about it after the game, and we talked to Brooks Reed here, so we'll get that play for you here on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. there more or you know are you fine with you know what they were doing and, and so forth. I mean I think I think coach had a good game plan. I mean that'd be a good question to ask him what his mm-hmm. intentions were. Um, you know I we was in the right positions at times but two of mistakes on my end and you know other guys so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be Better. Better. I mean, y'all making strides with the, you know, as the guys are you know, stepping in more. How do y'all try to put the whole game together now? Got to challenge y'all. Safe? It is a challenge. You know, we down. Play guys playing injured, playing, um, you know, fighting through a lot of pain. And, you know, that's pretty much every team, I guess. But um, you know, I feel like we've been here been hit pretty hard here pretty lately. But you know, we got to keep going though, regardless. What I mean. It's not going to cancel the game from week to week, so you got to go out there and play with the guys that you got. All right, thanks, Vic. Vic Beasley right there. You know, we asked him, you know, what was going on with the rotation. Did he want to be out there? And he said, you know, Coach had a good game plan and, uh, you know, referred to questions to Coach. But by that time, we'd already talked to Coach, and uh, so we won't get him again till today after – Open locker room at 2.30, and then coaches at 3.15. But uh, here's Brooks Reed, too, after the game yesterday. Um, stop getting get things under control there. Got 13, 10 a half. Um, so uh, what happened in the second half? we not on field third down penalties you know and a couple missed tackles here and there it's just the little things add up you know and you know we're big moments in the game that decided it so you know it's something that we can definitely control and hopefully you know we can improve on during the week so hey brooks thanks a lot appreciate it thank you brooks reed said they're not going to make any excuses they know they have to get better they're just going to try to get better doing practice now uh Falcons owner Arthur Blank was sitting next to Mark Bradley in the uh, post-game presser, so, You know, uh, Arthur attends those, uh, you know, and uh, his family does, and uh, Coach Quinn's people attend them too. And, you know, when the media's, you know, just, uh, you know, out there to ask questions and so forth. But uh, one thing Arthur said to Mark was, hey, nobody wants he, – he was surprised. He's, you know – Stunned by the one and four start, like you know most people are around the football uh, land. Uh, the injuries have mounted; they've taken a toll. The teams a shell of itself on defense, and uh, you know the one thing he said was, "Hey, nobody wants to hear any excuses. Nobody wants to hear any stories. You know that's the tough football business they're in. So it's going to be a uh, you know tough sled here for 11 games to go." Hey, you know, maybe they beat Tampa Bay and the Giants, get back to four and uh, three and four, get up, get to their bye week, you know, regroup. And then, you know, you know, just, you know, they're going to hear one game at a time, like a thousand what uh, times now with the season going. But hey, at that point, it will be one game at a time. And you'll see, you know, how they can put some things together. See if they can put some things together to uh, turn the season around. And Mark Bradley, uh, this morning's blog is, hey, is there a way back from one and four? Uh, not when you're doing some of the things they're doing on defense. Thirty, You know, 32nd and uh, third downs, that's going to get you beat every week. Uh, giving up 32 points is going to get you beat pretty much every week. 42 penalties, you can control that. They can They got to cut that out. They're just shooting themselves in the foot, and they're not good enough to overcome those at this point. And, uh, you know, the tackling reared its ugly head again, so that's something they could fix. One fan suggested, hey, maybe they go to padded practices, you know, and practice actually football and not tag uh, football. But, uh, yeah, they got to do something with the tackling because whatever they're doing, uh, simulate tackling, it's not working for the guys. And that's where you got to decide, hey, are they good enough to, to, to reach the standard? So is there a way back from one and four? Nine teams have made it to the playoffs from one and four. And then the 2010 Chiefs, of course, went 10-0 uh, and 0 after going one and five to make the playoffs. But, you know, this team has been so uh, uneven that you can't, can't envision them going on a 10-game winning streak at this point but neither probably could the uh, folks envision the Chiefs doing it when they went one and five. So, but I think we're going to close here. I thought the um, the offense is really, you know, letting the team down here. They did it last week against the Bengals and uh, did it again in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know they had a chance. They're down 13 to 10. Can claw back in the game. They got the ball to start the second half. They got to score. You, you you got to. And they know it because the um, you know the defense has been uh, you know giving up you know just too much. And uh, you know that's they don't have any starters down over there. They got the running back back uh, Devontae Freeman. Uh, so the offense has got to come out second half march down field, and score. And, uh, you know, the, the play column was uninspiring. Uh, the best play was a run by Matt Ryan on third down. Uh, they didn't, you know, do anything creatively to unfree Julio from the uh, the double team that he had, you know, maybe run him across the formation, get him out of the backfield, do something. You know, you're not going to let the Steelers dictate to to. To you, that hey, you can't use your best weapon and you're gonna just throw it to Austin Hooper all day. Ha, ah, I don't know. So, and then you know, of course, they can't run the ball, so the passive protections, uh, you know, not gonna be there. There's no element of surprise, and thusly, you end up with six sacks, you end up with a sack fumble for the last touchdown, you end up with the quarterback getting hit 11 times. That's what happened up in Pittsburgh. They got bullied by the Steelers. The Steelers uh, attacked them, especially on third downs, and put six sacks. And Matt was clearly frustrated uh, after the third one, and uh, uh, you know, and showed some of that in the press conference after the game. Look, watch the video; it's up on AJC.com. The 11 hits—that's way too much. That's reminiscent of 2013. During the uh, Lamar Holmes, Peter Combs era, but yeah, the offense collapsed. They have to take over the games, and they didn't do it again on uh, Sunday in Pittsburgh, and things uh, spiraled from there. Uh, you know, they called them big moments, and you know how they got to take control of these big moments. They had one. It was 13 to 10. They got the ball back. They deferred. Looked brilliant. You know, you could have done more as a coaching staff there. You set up, but then you come out and fizzle uh, in your first drive. You pick up a first down on the scramble, stall at the 43. You got a punt, then you're swimming upstream the rest of the way on the road. So we're going to wrap it up here from the uh, 81st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here, and we're going to start getting ready for Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they'll be coming into town uh, with Jameis Winston at quarterback. And just to wrap up today, the Falcons, uh, stats on defense. Can the Falcons attain their standard? Uh, They haven't. They've come up woefully short. What was going on with the defensive line with Grady Jarrett out? They said Jack Crawford was going to start. A little misinformation all last week. We saw A whole different defensive line there together. I don't know what happened, Uh, you know, what they were trying to do. I suspect they were trying to stop the run, but we we didn't ask Coach Dan about it. Brooks Reed did say that was the case when we talked to him, so uh, we'll stay with that until we hear uh, from Coach Dan. We just lost that in the shuffle yesterday. Owner Arthur Blank doesn't want to hear any excuses. Nobody wants to hear it. That's the football business they're in. Uh, is there a way back from one and four? Do they go to padded practices? Like one fan tweeted, uh, do they, um, you know, do that? Go to padded practices? That's a possibility. Do, you, do, uh, you know, try to win these next two games? Regroup, get to the bye week. Uh, just exactly what is their path back to? now not even the playoffs just respectability just playing a good football game just not giving up five touchdowns you know not making stupid penalties let's just see some good football from the Falcons and, you know, forget about the playoffs and all that stuff right now. If they're making penalties and giving up all these 30 plus points and five touchdowns a game, you know, you you, you know, you can't really even consider the uh, possibilities. And we need the offense to take. Uh, we need to see if they're going to take control of this team here. That's where the money is. Uh, and, uh, that's where they, you know, they need to keep playing well. They didn't, uh, they didn't do that up in Pittsburgh. They got overran. The game got away from them and, uh, the quarterback got sacked and hit. So we're going to close today. You all take care. We're going to go out to flowery branch and see coach Dan Quinn and some of the players that, will, you know, talk to us today and give you some updates as the Falcons, uh, Get ready for Tampa Bay to come into the Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sunday. Take care. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nigut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements